0: Okay. What's up, guys? Rishi here. Welcome to the podcast. Today, our guest is Abhishe Puran. He is a telecommunication engineer and AI and blockchain passionate. Let's get started. First of all, uh, Abhishe, let me know if I said your name right. Is that? Yes, the... it's fine. It's fine. All right. So, um, you are a telecommunication engineer. Tell me what is, a telecommunication engineer's job?
1: There's a diversified roles for a telecommunication engineer. Firstly on the network on a networking basis. We work on on many infrastructures. We design a lot of new components and also we have to look a lot to our customers. Because everything is is done on a on an international basis. Especially in Mauritius, where we work for Mauritius Telecom orange business service, you must ensure that everything on the network in infrastructure is performing very good. And for a telecommunication engineer, you know, he is not only stick, you know, to networks, he has also a responsibility towards cloud computing, towards security and even towards, you know, the human resource. Usually when we start as a when we start our career, we will we will start by doing training, you know. Firstly, it's it's also you know, about, you know, how we how we create, you know, a network, how we design the infrastructure, we design the networks, and hence we connect it to a local area network. After this, the supervisor will, will tell you to go and implement it on a national basis. Sometimes you get, you know, s- simulation testing, but it is also applicable for software engineers. And telecommunication engineers, they usually design those networks in order, you know, to test, you know, the Efficiency of the company itself, because not all companies use the same components in the industry. Everyone has his specifications towards telecommunication. For M T is different. For most telecommunication different, different. For private you know, companies, they usually ha- have their own you know set of equipment and also the rules and regulations that the telecommunication engine has to abide and follow. While working in the company itself,
0: absolutely yes. Everyone has his own network topology, which they are using. I think so. It depends on their infrastructure and the kind of companies that they are. Their security (coughs) levels that they want to set on on the access. So, so that is very that's a very good explanation. I think of of your job. Now, moving to the next question, I think it was about. uh, DApps. So this is about decentralized application, decentralized application or leveraging the power of blockchain. Do you know a bit about what uh, decentralized applications are?
1: Yes. Firstly, uh, the interest you know of the apps you know lies itself in telecommunication because everything is based you know on a network. dApps, apps you know, the applications are run on a P two P network on a peer to network. It is not, you know, applications that are in a centralized you know, database or server. It is not connected, you know, towards a single node. There are many nodes and through this node there is an interaction. Everyone, you know, has to validate those information passing through those nodes so that you know your information can be kept securely in a database. And the apps, uh, the reason for using the app, you know, the motivation, you know, it is your open source. So when you're using the apps, you know, you can, if the company or if the developer permits you, you can a- have access to it. Because at the start, you know, when, when they are doing beta testing or when they are launching their company or a crowd sale, they will not directly give you the open source. It is after, you know a certain amount of time after you know, the there is a success towards you know, the project or if the company is doing well then they will use open source because when you run the app there is a problem of security it is a large infrastructure there is a lot of you new know, programming in it there is a lot of you know we call it scalability the greater the network the more risky it is, it is to maintain it so the app they are very nice this is the motivation behind blockchain but for me personally as a telecommunication engineer the real motivation is that you know the apps know they have a future towards you know, transparency and security and for me personally the real interest is that you know, when the code is open source you can modify it you can improve it and you're yourself, a software engineering student you know that you know you get bug bounty opportunities you can make your name, you can build up your career through open source projects. So this is a real motivation. Yes. It is a decentralized network. You get a lot of opportunities to build new, new products and services. You, once you go into the blockchain industry, you're already in the open source world. You're already contributing. You're already making your
0: name. Absolutely. Uh, There's a lot of opportunities, especially for blockchain technologies right now, even in Um Now, the apps, as I understand it, it's very well integrated with the web as well. Ethereum has its own system for the apps. So it is also open source. It is on GitHub. Everyone can see the code and a majority of its users can make changes to it. What's uh, good about uh, the apps, it can work with any front-end because uh, you can even use Ethereum the app with Angular, Angular 4, Angular 5 and then you you just have to make call to the backend. At the end of the day, you can host your front-end on a decentralized storage such as Swamp or even IEFS there are many other storage options but these are the main ones at, at the moment this is good for the apps again with blockchain what's really important is that all transactions are are added irreversibly that is that their integrity would never no, would never be lost in this in this case and all transactions that is a transaction that has occurred okay in the past or preserved for everyone to see. Nothing is deleted. Talking about deletion, let's talk about uh, the threats to blockchain. What do you think are the threats to blockchain at this moment?
1: Blockchain itself, you know, it is a, it is a new world, you know, to, to people, you know, in the tech industry like I said earlier it is a very large you, network a decentralized network so you know on a technical basics there, there will be a lot of programming and as developers we usually do mistakes and through beta testing we can easily you know identify them but blockchain you know the fact that it is a decentralized network you know after launching your product sometimes you, you do not pay attention to you know small you know, small bugs we usually look upon big bugs the big issues in the programming. For example, you got four hundred lines of code, you will always see you know the codes that are linked to, your, to the logging, to the sign up, how you know you are doing your tra- trans- transaction. And from the other side there's also you know an effect of the to top management. You as a developer, you want to build the application in that way. The D must mean that you are abiding to the rules and regulations. Because we on blockchain, you know, you cannot design an up just like this. There's a regulation behind this. Because when you're using that open source, you can fork it, you can modify it. But when you deploy it, there is a set of law, you know, applicable to each country because you're making money through it. So sometimes you know the top management also will will try to influence that. Because not all companies want their product to be you know, to be identified. You will start for example, I will give you the best example. There's a blockchain engineer who was giving his no, showing his experience about being a blockchain developer after running two ICUs. He personally said that sometimes you have to run fake ICUs. If you know what I mean, it is not about you know stealing money, it's about you know testing the environment. By just running a fake ICU, whether the job is being done, whether you're getting that experience, and whether you have the capacity as a young developer to identify the attacks in the nodes, because, you no, know, the blockchain, the fact that you know, there's a scalability, the greater the network, the greater the risk. Attacks comes, you know, usually come you know, from the front end also, but very rarely because, you know, we as developers, you know, we have the habit of checking our codes. But on the back end, you know, you get a lot of difficulty.
0: At the same time, uh, there are bugs that cannot be solved. Even with blockchain and the web in general, there's, of course, DOS, denial of service. Now with blockchain, there is direct DOS, which is double DOS. So what this does is attempt to freeze the server by flooding it with a high volume of traffic. In the case of an Ethereum node, it means that a high volume of invalid transactions are being sent to the server in order to flood that network. Uh, yes. This prevents legitimate transactions from being processed. There are other uh, other threats such as a fifty-one percent attack, which which is a bit more complex, which I won't cover for the sake of time. But
1: uh, actually, we have a we have a problem, you know, but in the protocols, because every every blockchain technology, whether Bitcoin, Ethereum, it has. It's all set of protocols. The proof of work, proof of concept, proof of burn. When you're designing the app, you have to follow the protocol. So it's like a fusion. You're has, you're doing your programming to with the protocol. So sometimes while you're doing the programming to implement the protocol, you have to be very careful. There is a set of rules, you know, because it's ops. Many many developers really follow that rule. So when you're designing the protocols, you're implementing it. You have to make sure. But it is a step-by-step work pertaining to the developers, you know, guide. U- usually we follow a certain rules, you know, as developers. We do not program from scratch. Whether for a product product or a service. So, I think the biggest challenge is about the protocols. Because programming we will do beta testing. We will identify the errors. Except when it is already deployed and we have to do a lot of research and, you know, I will not hesitate to say the best, you know, hackers, ethical hackers, so as to identify it. But the real issue is about protocols. What protocol are you using? Whether it is viable? Whether it is compatible with the product or service you're deploying? And whether you're respecting, you know, the rules and regulations set up, you know, by the respected organization, you know, that govern, you know, the blockchain technology industry.
0: With programming, there's a lot of frameworks, a lot of protocol, Even with networking, there are many protocols that need to be followed so that uh, you can be compatible with existing technologies and also because it would make your life easier as a developer. You don't have to kind of reinvent the wheel every time you're writing a new application. There are libraries, there are frameworks such as Angular that are already here. You can implement them into your own application. Yeah, that was... Uh, The third question, I have a last question for you. It is about the websites or rather the resources that you find most useful in your day-to-day life.
1: As an engineering student, we usually Google firstly because we we assured this is the biggest facility for us. But a predilection for me would be, you know, generally the company's website, the big companies, Google, OpenAI, Microsoft. I usually look up in the academy because you know when those companies design their programs they usually put resources, guides, manuals and also tutorials. So I, li- I like to look directly you know, to the recruited you new know, institutions who are, who are building up new technologies and if ever I have to look up a new resources. I usually Google it you know just like this. If I found a website which is very interesting, then I will not hesitate to read it. You know, or do some research. I may be diversified you know, on that basis. I would I do not have you know a specific you know website where you know I will find all my resources because you know every week we have new websites, new like we say, you know, blocks which uh, people design, organization design to put you know information to help students whether online academy, UDB, Code Academy, Udacity, or whether companies like companies like Google, Microsoft or when you want to baby, I will go to into the website and see whether I can use those information for my work or studies.
0: I think we covered uh, both the side of the developer and the side of the telecommunication engineer.